This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C-Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. Reb Zusha lived in the town of Hanapoli. And even though Reb Zusha was a Rebbe with Hasidim and a great following and a great name, there was a rabbi in the town. Because a rabbi and a rebbe are not the same thing. You come to a rabbi to ask halachic questions. Is this chicken kosher? Am I allowed to do this on Shabbos? You come to a rebbe to find out what it is you need to do in life. What mission you have. What needs to be fulfilled in your time in this world. And that's what Reb Zusha was. Reb Zusha was a rebbe. Even though Reb Zusha was one of the greatest Hasidic rebbes, he didn't leave any writings behind. And I told that story in another episode the Hasidic Story Project, which I told in story 24, Zusha spends Shabbos by the shoemaker. Today is the yard site of Reb Zusha. There's a story of a Hasid who came to the Magid of Mezrich, and even though he was wealthy and had many wonderful blessings in his life, he was unhappy with his lot. And he said to the Magid, please, you have to help me. How can I get over feeling like I don't have enough and I'm not fulfilled in life? The Magid of Mezrich, who was the successor of the Baal Shem Tov, and the Rebbe and teacher of Reb Zusha, he said, for that lesson, you're going to have to go and visit my Zusha, which is what he called Reb Zusha, my Zusha. So this wealthy chassid, he goes to Reb Zusha and, and Hanapoli, and he sees Mamish, his house is like tilted on an angle and about to fall over. There's mud on the outside, there's mud everywhere. And Reb Zusha is sitting outside, learning from a sefer. And this chassid goes over and says, Zusha, the Magid sent me here to ask, how can I be fulfilled in life, even though I have money and I have really everything, I don't feel fulfilled. And Zusha looks up at the wealthy Jew, and Zusha's missing teeth, and Zusha is very thin because there's not a lot of food to eat. The wealthy Jew looks around and he sees, wow, Zusha's living mamish, really in poverty. He says to himself, boy, this poor guy, Reb Zusha. Zusha looks up at the wealthy Jew and he says, Zusha can't answer the question. I'm sorry. Zusha has never suffered in his life. Zusha has always felt fulfilled. This wealthy Jew realized if Zusha can sit in this poverty, in this mud, in this mess, and serve Hashem with joy, then for sure he can. Okay, another story about Reb Zusha. One day, the rabbi of Hanapoli comes to Reb Zusha, and he's completely broken. He's at his wit's end. And he says to Reb Zusha, I don't know what to do. I'm angry all the time. And I look at you and your calm, peace of mind. You never seem to get angry. Not only that, you're happy. You're genuinely happy. And I'm always sad. Zusha, please, I'm tired of being sad. How can I serve Hashem with joy like you? Zusha says to the rabbi, Kvod Rav, honorable rabbi. Zusha saw what happened at Moshe the Gvir's wedding. So Moshe the Gvir was Moshe, the wealthy man in the town of Hanapoli. And Moshe was marrying off his first child, his oldest daughter. And it was a great simcha, a great joy, that he wanted everyone to participate in. So he made sure to invite everyone to the wedding personally, with a messenger. You know, these days we get invitations online. But in the old days, a messenger would go around inviting everyone to the wedding. This is Reb Zusha speaking. The messenger comes to the rabbi's house, and the rabbi says, Let me see, where am I in the list? 
and the rabbi sees that he's number 17. The rabbi who was supposed to officiate over the wedding, he says, 17? I should be number one on that list. I'm the rabbi. And the rabbi decides, you know what? I'm going to make them pay, inviting me number 17th. What chutzpah? I'll just be late for the wedding, and they'll have to wait for me, because I'm the rabbi, and I'm going to perform the wedding. And so the rabbi did exactly what he said. He knew when the wedding was supposed to start. He missed the reception. The chuppah was at a certain time, and the rabbi waited and waited and waited, and he's sitting there, seething in anger. How could they invite me number 17? That's no way to honor a rabbi. And finally, an hour after the chuppah is supposed to start, the rabbi walks over to where the wedding was happening. What does the rabbi discover? The chuppah is over. Everyone is dancing. Everyone is eating. The festivities are happening. And the rabbi walks in and he's in shock. He says, what? They did this without me. What chutzpah? I can't believe it. So the rabbi goes over to the family table where all the members of the family were sitting. And Reb Moshe the Gvir, he stands up and says, ah, rabbi, you finally came. We didn't know what happened to you. He said, come, rabbi, let me, let me get you something to eat. And Reb Moshe looks around. He sees all the tables are packed with people. But you know, in every wedding, and this happens in weddings today as well, all the poor people are invited to a wedding, and there's a special table set aside for them. And unfortunately, that was the only table left for the rabbi. And the rabbi was placed at the table of the poor people. The rabbi who expected honor, even though for the rich person, it's a great honor to have poor people. For the rabbi, he didn't feel like it was an honor to sit at the table of the poor people. And then Rav Moshe, he calls to the waiter and says, please bring us some food for the rabbi. A full plate, everything. And unfortunately, almost all the food was gone. So the waiter, he comes back with just a little piece of chicken and a little piece of herring and half a piece of bread. And Reb Moshe apologizes to the rabbi and says, Rabbi, I'm so sorry. This is all we have left. If we had more, I would, I would give you happily. In the meantime, everybody's finished eating and it's time to say Berkat Mazon. And somebody else is asked to lead Berkat Mazon, grace after the meal instead of the rabbi. And the rabbi leaves there and he's angry. He's angry at Reb Moshe. He's angry at his wife. He's angry at himself. He's angry at everything. And so Reb Zusha says to the rabbi, and that's why the rabbi is angry all the time. Zusha says, now let Zusha tell the rabbi the same story, but from Zusha's perspective. Moshe the Gvir is marrying off his first child, his oldest daughter, and he's so happy he wants to share the joy with everyone. He sends a messenger around, and the messenger comes to Reb Zusha's house, knocks on the door, and Reb Zusha answers, and Zusha sees there's a messenger. Zusha says, Shalom Aleichem, what are you here for, my sweetest friend? And the messenger says, Reb Moshe the Gvir is inviting you to be a guest at his wedding. Zusha says, what? Why would Moshe invite Zusha? What did Zusha ever do to be invited to a wedding? Wow, what an honor. What a great honor. So Zusha says to the messenger, Zusha will be there. And the day of the wedding comes, and Zusha's thinking to himself, wow, Moshe, he's probably got so much on his plate. He probably needs some help. So Zusha shows up early for the wedding. And Zusha helps to set the tables and set up the chairs and arrange everything. And now it's time for the chuppah. And everyone is waiting for the rabbi to show up, but he doesn't show up. They're waiting and waiting and waiting. And finally, Moshe the Gviri turns to Reb Zusha and says, Zusha, please give us the honor of being the Mesader Kedushin, of conducting the wedding. And Zusha says, but Moshe, the rabbi is supposed to do this. Well, the rabbi is not here. Please, Zusha, please do the wedding. And so Zusha conducts the wedding. And then Zusha is placed at the table of Moshe the Gvir and his family. And Zusha's fed a beautiful meal. And then Zusha is asked to lead Birkat Amazon. And Zusha went home. And Zusha was happy. 
So Zusha says to the rabbi, you see, rabbi, the reason that the rabbi is unhappy is because the rabbi wants things to be his way. And the reason that Zusha is happy is because Zusha knows how to let go and let Hashem do things the way Hashem wants them to be done. And so Zusha, when he showed up to the wedding, was given the chance to help set up, was given the honor of performing the chuppah, was given the honor of sitting at the table of the family and of leading Birkat Mazon. When everything like that happens to a person, it's very easy to be happy. But when a person wants things to be their way and forces it to be their way, it many times causes a person to be unhappy like the rabbi. And so the rabbi got the message. And the next time he was invited to a wedding, the rabbi showed up early to help set up the tables. And the rabbi didn't care what number the rabbi was listed on the invitees. And slowly, the rabbi's whole perspective on life started to change. And the rabbi was able to start to serve Hashem with real joy. And he didn't get angry anymore because he didn't need to. Because he knew how to let Hashem do what Hashem was going to do. And all of that was because he learned this one simple lesson from Abzusha, how to serve Hashem with true joy. <laughs> always. Thank you for listening, my friends. And remember to check out my other podcast, Jewish People and Ideas, where I had a fascinating conversation with author Daniel Gordis about the relationship between American Jews and the state of Israel. You can find it by searching my name, Barack Holman, B-A-R-A-K-H-U-L-L-M-A-N, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thank you very much.